Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Melanie. Okay, far away. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know so, where you're going. I've just been playing with this idea that we already actually have what it is that we want, but maybe not to the extent that we want it, for example. So bear with me for a sec. Okay. I like the sound of where you're going with this. Uh, so yesterday... I was working with one of my, the, my story shape-shifting clients. We've been working together for seven months, so I know her really, really well, right? Uh-huh. So she's sort of out of the part of telling the past story. And she's into the part where she's, she's writing out her future story. She's scripting, in other words. Yeah. She wrote out this whole long thing about what she wants, and almost everything that she wrote, she already has on some level. Wow. So if you think about it, like let's say, let's just use money. You want money. Well, on some level you probably have money, right? Yeah. But you just want more money. So how can you, so I said, anyways, I started telling this, this client, I was like, you know, where do you have this stuff now? And she was blown away by, like, how she does have all of this stuff, right? Yeah. So for me, there is something about the appreciation. This is where I'm bringing this up because you were just talking about, you know, the appreciation. Like, if you can truly get into that space of of true appreciation for what you do have, I think that that, and I haven't figured all of this out yet. It's still, like, bouncing around in my mind. But that feels like the key to me. I think that's genius. And I, I agree with you. I think, um, in fact, money's a really good topic for me at the moment because there's been a bit of a cash flow hiccup. And uh, and I I caught myself, this is so, this sounds so nuts, but I, I literally caught myself spinning into a, a mindset of, uh, where my the, the stories that were going through my brain included things like uh, the only way we're going to be able to get out of this is to put everything on the credit card and, I, and that's going to tip it over its limit. Uh, and the, I, I, was, I was temporarily in a reality where there was no more money coming in ever. And, and this, was the mm. day before, this was the day before my husband's payday. I mean... How how crazy is that? It's like I stepped into a reality of my own making purely based on fear and anxiety around money. From it wasn't for long, you know. I'm not. I, I didn't stay there for long, but it was. Um, it was. In fact, it was recognizing the extent of the anxiety, the, the 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 how sharp it felt, that made me stop and go. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
this isn't true. Um, so the first thing I remembered was, hello, husband has a payday. And the second thing was I remembered was that I'm in the process of, I've got a, a, a podcast that I'm recording later on today which goes live, I can't remember when, I think mid-July, uh, mid-June. And I'm like, I'm about to get put in front of a whole bunch of people uh, that haven't heard of me before, and which is always, a, which always produces a client, always. And it's like, so even at that level, even in that instant, and then of course I was able to pick on that, pick up on that momentum and start going, hang on a minute, that's not the story I'm creating. I'm creating, you know, my equivalent of brilliant coaching high demand, and uh, with these new offerings and. So it was kind of it was really interesting to notice the the shift in the feeling state from deep about to be thrown out of my house kind of at level of anxiety and seriously being thrown out of, out of my house is a really long way away <laughs> um, but it was like in that moment the feeling state was one of was one that I would expect if the bailiffs were on the door ready to put my furniture in the street. Um, Sorry. And think about where you were in that thought. You were in the future. Yeah. Not in the present of you have enough, the appreciation of what you have in that moment. You're in the future thinking about what you don't have. Exactly. And I'm in a future mm-hmm. that is highly unlikely to exist. Yeah. You yeah. It's so, so it's not even in a, re- in a reasonable, it's not even in a rational future. It's in a... Uh, it reminds me a little bit, and I know this is slightly unrelated, but you know how humans are wired to see faces in everything. Uh, we look at, you know, you see Jesus in a piece of toast, or you see, you know, faces in the clouds, or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, it's because of the, you know, we, we're we're wired that way because for our ancestors, you had to be able to spot the tiger in the undergrowth. You, you couldn't risk. The, and it might not be a tiger, but your first response is to go to tiger because that way is your best chance of surviving if there really is a tiger. So for the 99 times out of 100 where there isn't a tiger, you still get the jolt of alarm, and that's all it was. It was it was a it was a you know it was a, a fake tiger in the undergrowth. And once I'd recognised that and sort of could step back. I'd never got to, I have to say, I didn't take advantage of the situation because in hindsight what would be a, what, a, what would have been an even more powerful way to deal with it was, would have been to scope. I, I got as far as going, you know, Hugh gets paid tomorrow, it's fine. And I got as far as relief. I never got as far as appreciation. I just didn't, I was busily appreciating a whole bunch of other stuff, but I didn't get to appreciation for the, the part of it that I already have. And I think that's a really interesting, I think it's a really, I'm wondering if that is the doorway to the other feelings. So if, if we think that our feeling state around money, for example, let's continue this, let's continue thinking out loud with this, with this particular topic because we all understand it. Um, if we think that having the kind of money that we want is going to feel like accomplishment and security and adventure or whatever it is for us because it's different for all of us. I wonder if the pathway there doesn't begin with appreciation for what we already have as a way of loosening up the feeling states because we, I think it's, you know, the, the research is pretty clear. It's pretty hard to get excited, to feel 
secure at the same time as feeling fear, for example. So let me throw a wrench in there really quick. Okay, do because I'm 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 noodling now, and I like some I like some other thoughts. If if all realities are occurring at the same time, the appreciation for what you have. I'm losing it now. <laughs> but the, the other reality is right there where maybe you have more. But you have to be in appreciation for where you are. Does that make sense? I, I feel yeah, like yeah. I lost that. But there was more to that and I lost it. Because when I try to think about stuff like this, I lose it. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's... Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if all reality is happening at the same time, all the possible realities, so we're not talking about, well, this, uh, this is where we can get a bit, we can sort of think ourselves into a circle, but because past, future and present are, are all happening at the same time, but also multiple realities are happening at the same time. It's all very slippery. <laughs> um, it is. And I'm wondering if appreciation is like our magic carpet that lets us slide around and kind of gets us unhooked from resistance. Because what appreciation does is it gets us unhooked from resistance. And it's resistance that keeps us locked into the current, the current quote-unquote reality. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, for me, the appreciation, it takes, the angst out of it, like it, it gets me to a place where I'm not anxious or, as you mentioned, resistant to yeah, where I can be better able to purposely try to, um, you know, practice the feelings or imagine the feelings because a lot of the Abraham Hicks teaching, she, you know, uh, speaks on that, you know, try to feel rich now, try to try to feel joy now, things like that. But it can be mm-hmm. hard to do. It can be hard to do that, as you mentioned earlier, without feeling anxious and it feels good. You know, I'm trying to feel good and it actually feel bad, trying to make myself feel good. So the appreciation of something right in front of me that's present, it helps me to relax. It creates that relief um, to give me the space to do that. I really like this. I, I think that I like. just figured this out, what I was trying to say before. Let me see if I can keep it in my head. So the theory of multiple realities, maybe it isn't that there are multiple realities, that when you are in appreciation, you are actually experiencing that what you think might be another reality, but is actually reality. Oh, I guess, yeah. Right? So it's not like we have to travel somewhere or move to a different plane or move to, it's just, and that's where the vibration comes in, right? When you're resonating with the vibration of appreciation, you're experiencing the reality you want. You haven't moved anywhere. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, that's the best thing Yeah. 
That's very cool. And I, because this is such, um, you know, we it's almost like uh, reality. It transforms itself around us. I'm sure we've experienced that where. Well, I experienced it with that money thing. You know, it was like one minute I was in a reality where there was no money ever going to come through our door ever again. <laughs> and in the next moment, I was in a reality where there was, you know, reliable, not knowable set amount coming into the bank account tomorrow. Um, and it felt like reality shifted around me. So it's, I mean, in that sense, I could have perceived it as traveling to another reality, but it didn't feel that way. It felt like reality changed around me. Because our brains can't tell the difference between quote-unquote real and imagined. In a sense, it's all imagined. Um, you know, we're, we're making... Exactly. Our brains, our brains are delivering a story all the time anyway. Mm. So, yeah, I like this. Um, I don't know if we've got off topic. <laughs> I don't think we have. Um, uh, but did Melanie, did we? I, I want to circle back again to the point you made about you know how do I know what this is going to feel like if it's something brand new that I've never experienced before? Um, and I sort of said you know I I tend to to go as general as I can. Is I kind of think I don't care. Like I think if I'm just in appreciation, like you know what I mean, like uh -huh. whatever is happening, so that you know, more of that can come. I don't know that it matters that I know exactly how something feels, right? Yeah. Does that, does that feel true? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think that because if if what you if you if you're getting what you want, then you're gonna feel appreciation. So you're that automatically lines you up with a chunk of that feeling state. So you can sort of, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I also think, like I was thinking too about, all right, uh, one, of the, one of the groups of clients that I want to start working with, I haven't yet, but I, I, I'm, I've got this on my radar, is I'm really interested in working with actors, um, uh, you know, because I used to be a performer, so I, I know that world reasonably well. Um, I'm interested in working with actors particularly around things like um, the difficulties of, of going to auditions. Um, it, auditions are, is a huge part of an actor's working life. And for a lot, for a lot of uh, actors, you know, they, they do a lot of work training to become good at auditions. But I was thinking how cool it would be to become, you know, with my identity shifting work, how cool would it be if you could step into the identity of, somebody who loves and is very good at auditions. And it's it's really detailed, it's very specific. And the feeling state for something like that would have to be quite particular. It would have to include playfulness and excitement and re a love of adventure. So for example, the feeling state of turning up for an audition in front of a bunch of people you've never met before and putting yourself on the line I don't know that there's a feeling state of security or um, contentment particularly for that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe for some people there is. I love how much fun you can have with this. 
because think about like playing a role so that you can go in and get a role. Like the yeah. play, the, the play <laughs> that you can have with that like program is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought it would be a really fun thing to do. And and it's there are a few things like that. Same with you know the the writer who can't stand the blank page. I've done some work with writers who've you know needed help with writer's block and it hasn't been anything to do with writing you know coaching them on the writing it's it's been much more about um working on the identity um and and in those instances appreciation is still going to be a, a core part of it but but there are specific feelings that they want to get to um and it's it's interesting to me how those feelings can feel kind of slippery and difficult to activate. I, I always come back around to Red Ferrari Guide, the Red Ferrari Guide story, because I think that's such a cool one. Sort of remembering, reminding myself and others that the thing you use to activate the feeling doesn't have to have anything to do with the thing you want in the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, Melanie, when you're working with clients, do you work with feeling state as part of the work that you do? All the time. Like I just got off a call where I was asking them how they want people to feel when they come to their website. Um, How they how they want to feel in a collaboration with a business partner. How they, I mean, all the time. I think of it more in terms of Daniel Laporte than I do in, you know, because um, I think it's I think it's almost more important to be specific about how you want to feel than it is to be specific about what you want. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, because that way we can skip the middleman. <laughs> yeah. And. So how do you help them to, um, I'm picking on you first (laughs) because I know that you were already working with clients um, on a regular basis. How do you, how do you, first of all, I'd like to get to this question about how you and your clients know whether you are engaging the feeling state. I mean, do do you actually use that as part of the coaching work? Do you give them... Uh, exercises of how to activate those feelings or do you just do it as an investigative thing? You know, most of the time I find it's enough to just ask people how they want to feel. Like most people know, like like if somebody says, I want to feel free, most people know what that feels like, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so it isn't a stretch for them to, you know, to feel free. And I think that even in defining that, they start to feel that way, right? Yes. Even admitting to it, I think, has a freedom to it. Absolutely, yeah. So do you then work on, do you then incorporate that as part of the work that you do with them? In, you know, like, so do you, you know, when they're telling their story, do you do you use... Um, the desired feelings as a kind of roadmap 
for the work? No. I, I honestly just ask them how they want to feel, and I leave it at that. Like, and that's, it's one of the first things that I do with clients is I ask them to tell me how they want to feel in their life, not just in their business or in their, you know, but in their life. And we just, it's sort of, okay, so it's like, it's like setting intentions for our work yeah. together. So that's, that's like the extent of that. And then, you know, at the end we can revisit whether or not they, you know, they do feel that way. But I don't do anything like do this so that you can feel this way or do that. It's just that that's, it's like the foundation of how our work begins together, if that makes sense. It does. So alternatively, so so flipping it around, if you had a client who halfway through the process that they, they do with you was reporting consistently that they feel trapped, which is the opposite of what they've said they want, which is freedom, would you see that as a red flag that needs to have some attention paid? Yeah, for sure. And what would you do to help them... Uh, get more lined up with freedom again. Would you explicitly talk about that feeling state or would you sort of do work that elicits that feeling without actually being, you know, without saying to them, this is what we're doing? <laughs> I, I probably work through why they feel trapped to begin with. Right. Like I'd probably delve into that. Like, you know, where is that coming from? What What is that, you know... I mean, honestly, like, and Lisa said this to me before, like, she doesn't really recommend the type of work that I do for everyone, right? Like, going into people's paths, especially for LOA coaches, right? Yeah. That, you know, LOA coaches are not typically about going into people's paths. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that I go there, like, like yeah. I do. Um. So that's probably how I would deal with that. Cool. So that that sort of circles back around to. So so there is a way in which you you pick up on whether they're, or rather, sorry, let me start that sentence again. So there is a way in which you identify that the feeling state is not a match for what they want. They're not getting. They're not going there, and then you take action to help them resolve that. Mhm. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because my way of going, going about it is, uh, yeah, I, I am much more future-focused, although with vibration rehab, that does have a, not exactly focused mm-hmm. in the past, but it certainly has that element of uh, releasing the past. Um, but, yeah, Keisha, how about for you? Um, have you got work that you've done with any of your clients or your practice clients that, that you can relate to this, or is this still a bit of a theoretical situation for you? Well, it's still theoretical. I haven't had clients per se, but I have been, um, I should say, practicing with um, friends and people close to me. And um, like with situations like that, I'm more present and future-oriented. So that's just kind of how I process more. So mm-hmm. um, usually, like, if, if something's coming up and 
they're feeling whatever negative, some type of negative vibe or feeling. Usually I'll start, because everybody's definition is different. Like how Melanie was saying that her yeah. client was saying they feel trapped. I usually try to start with what does that mean for you? Like what's happening in your life or what's showing up to make you feel trapped and what does that mean for you? Like for one person it could just mean being bogged down with the children. Another person it's um I don't know, their job or something like that. So I usually try to start there and work through it from that angle. And just as Melanie was saying and you mentioned too a lot of times the stuff is already there. Um, the the experience we want is already in our life on some level. And so um, just being able to highlight any other situation that, that's remotely like theirs to see, okay, like the children example, this person, you don't have to feel trapped. Uh, just because you're a mom or something like that. So I usually try to get what their definition is first and then work from there. Right, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. It's a really, it's a really good point. that they're, Because at the moment they're, the story that, that they're caught in is, has specific details and you kind of want to help them get unhooked from that and see it from a, a different perspective. And... um. And that's sort of easier when you know when you're both when you're both on the same page, if that makes sense. You know, when you and your client are both, when I understand why my client has that, you know, is in a feeling state that isn't a match for what they want, it's much easier for me to help them get out of it. Um, I'm also curious about because one of the things that I do with with my clients, and and this is increasingly true, I, you know, as I do this. Uh, more complex kind of do these more complex offerings is um, I do work deliberately with eliciting a feeling state and I am using anchors to do it you know I'm I'm getting people to think up uh, a, a physical tangible things that they can activate on a daily basis that help to elicit that or help to plug into that feeling of what, what it is that they want um, so for example Somebody who wants the feeling of who, somebody who's who's aiming for best-selling author, um, the conversation will be around what will that feel like and how can you elicit more of that feeling, um, and it might be things like you know printing up a, a pretend uh, literature award on the wall, or it might be something like um, you know, and it's going to be so different for each of my for every single person, and the, the more I work with people, the more I recognise that the things that elicit the feeling state for them aren't necessarily, aren't necessarily anything like what they would for me. It's like Red Ferrari guy, you know, the mm-hmm. stuff that elicited freedom for him were not necessarily the first things that would come to my mind. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think it's... Um, I think the conversation you guys are going to have with um, Lisa and Jeanette around this one is going to be really interesting. Um, I can't wait yeah, to listen to sure. Yeah. Um, 
and I and I I'm, I'm I'm sort of thinking about this for myself as well, and thinking that one of the there's a sort of an an overarching phrase that I've been working with for a few months now, uh, which is resonant joy, and the ingredients of that include things like accomplishment, playfulness, belonging, and so on. And I'm using I'm using specific anchors to elicit that in a way. Jeanette did a blog post a while ago about um, how you can imbue object with an object with magical power, and that's sort of what I'm doing. Like I've got a necklace that I wear that, because I have decided that it represents resonant joy, I, I can draw on that power. It's like I've invested it with the power of resonant joy, and when I'm not feeling it, I can use that necklace to kind of help me to draw down some of that joy. Um, it sounds very woo-woo, but it's um, I don't know how I missed that blog post, but I want it. Oh, it's it's somewhere, uh, I think, I want to say a month or so ago, but I think if you search for magic items, I'm not, okay. I'm not sure what the title was, but um, yeah. Um, okay. If you can't find it, just tap, tap, um, tap Jeanette in the, in the forum and I'm sure she'll be able to give you a link for it or point you to it. Okay. But it wasn't that long ago. It was only it was within the last I'd say within the last six weeks. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I, look, I, my simple answer to this is the way how to know if I am is whether I feel good or not. If I'm if mm-hmm. I'm in if I'm in a state of painful emotion of any kind, it means that I'm not activating the feeling of what I want. So that's my first clue. And ways to activate it. Um, I use I use anchors, and I and I use decisions. I just make a decision, and sometimes it's not an easy one. <laughs> like sometimes, it's, um, sometimes I struggle to get there. And I do find knowing the ingredients of this resonant joy, knowing the ingredients helps because I can go, okay, what ingredient is missing? And if if I look through my list of ingredients, essential ingredients, which is basically a mixture of my core desired feelings and my core values. If I if one of those is not being expressed, I know that that's the that's the missing piece and that's the bit I need to go and and, and activate, find a way to activate. Right. Yeah, it's like um, I've been playing with the idea of making your in the writing metaphor, making your life and your daily life like your muse. So how you were saying, um, creating the anchors just at every place, you know, from how you said the necklace makes you feel a certain way, just that intention and that energy and focus. Um, it is shifted for you, whatever it is for any person. So I saw that Cassie was talking about um, I forgot what she, but, but she had redid her house or something like that. So that really struck me, almost like making your house like an energy board or a uh, um, vibration board and just having different places. Yeah. Really like every room in my house, having something there that I know that I could just look at it or see it and it'll activate. Uh, um, a certain it, it made me feel good like you said some people some things 
doesn't do it for them, but I know what does it for me every life, especially the outbreak. Keisha, you just started breaking up a bit. Okay. Um, I was saying that's what I'm working on now as far as in my house because that's right there for me. It's just making my house like my energy board or my vision board and purposely every space, putting something there that activates that um, those good vibes and those good feelings for me. So at any point when I just, because that's usually how it happens for me. It's like the in-between time, I'm okay, but it's usually when I'm in a state of feeling really bad or really good that I'll notice, oh, I'm feeling this way. And then, you know, I'll start doing things to shift that. But just that in-between time sometimes is where I get off. So I was just confirming your point of just making anchors, different things in my life to help me at any given moment as as I feel myself drifting off, not feeling right and on track. Yeah, and I love that expression, drifting off. I think that's a really... That's that's what it feels like. It's not like we can have. It's, I think it's really interesting. It's you know it's how easy it is to kind of drift off and and we don't really notice until we're sort of the tension is so great that it you know we suddenly realise that we're not feeling fabulous anymore. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, the, the 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 whole idea of having that your whole house being your kind of anchor for those good feelings or having parts of your house. I love that. I love that stuff. I'm, and, uh, you know, I'm still slightly envious that Jackie Gates is the mistress of that because I think it's so powerful. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so anything else that we want to talk about around this? Any any other questions, ideas, thoughts? Anything else to tease out? I think no, I'm I good. Yeah, I don't have anything. So. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's call it. Let's call it done. And let. Um, I'm. I'm really looking forward to the recording from the call because I'm sure I know that, that Jeanette and Lisa will both have some really interesting points to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and um, I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.